the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. Things upset you. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Anyway. What'd you say? I think it's fixed. Okay, cool. So, I guess we'll see. We shall see. <laughs> do you think other podcasts have as much technical difficulties? They have to. There's like, there's no way they don't. It's inconceivable that they don't. Um, maybe in person they don't. Well, who's in person these days? Um, I listen to a few podcasts, but they're like close friends, so they're yeah. like together anyway. So, yeah. so which anyway, podcast are we recording today? I don't know. We could just talk, and I'll put it wherever I want to. Okay. That's what you said. Okay, <laughs> it's your favorite joke. I texted Jacob and was like, hey, if you're up, get on. And he didn't text me back. So He's um, like, I have a kid who's young. Leave me alone. Yeah. I mean, you know that feeling. So I do. I, I do. I mean, I don't have a kid, but living, mo- I don't want to say living with, but staying mostly with a 13-year-old since I'm like with my niece all the time now. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Yeah. I, I don't think I ever really got it. I was just like, yeah, you know. But part of me would always be like, well, you know, they could find an hour. No, because you lose time. You just lose time. Well, it's that delicate balance between parents, too, because he's like he's got a wife and they've got the kid and they've got a balance. And it's been the whole week that they've like the weekends where you like people get a break. And so then it, but then like who needs the break more, right? You don't know what kind of week she's had and what he's got. It's and and he seems like the kind of, I mean, I mean, I guess don't comment on it if he's not, but he seems like a thoughtful enough person despite our interactions. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 he would be like, no, she needs to rest, and I need to take care of the kid, and that's that. He'll um, hear this, so I don't want to say too much that makes him just be like, but uh, that, there's not too many people like him. Yeah. So, you know, you and him. <laughs> I think that's why y'all, like, you're like opposite sides of the same coin. Like, we're alpha fall- predators of the sympathetic <laughs> side. And yeah. we're like, get off my lawn. You can't be as polite as me. Um, well, he he leans one way and you kind of lean more the other way. Uh-huh. You know, it, it, but you're very much of the same thread as far as, you know, not being you know, dude dudes. So he's more sporty person. You're more, uh, creative person. So how's all that going by the way? The creative stuff. Yeah. It's good. I have a meeting with, um, uh, Chris on Monday. Um, we, we did, we wanted to do a video 
um, sort of a countdown style video and ranking sort of seemed like the thing to do. And so we played around with one for a while, working on some technology stuff, um, put it out and then we're thinking about it and I've got a pitch for him and I'm going to pitch to you because why not? Right. Um, instead of ranking things, cause like we were going to do things like we could do directors filmographies, we could do theme things like in the first one I did because it was only three movies and I knew it would be easy to do experimenting with was the, uh, the romantic comedy pairings of Tom and Meg. So just three movies, but they see like there's like a theme there. Right. And so, but what I, have faced is that the ranking thing a is is done a lot but also there's like part of what's good about what i'm doing and what he likes and what i like is the tone of it and the ranking element defeats the tone because you have to be mean at some point right right and and there's no coming back from like there's no soft pedaling this is the worst thing so and so ever made and and if you love that movie it's sitting at last place. That's like, it's just, there's just something like definitely negative and that's fine. I don't have, I don't have any problem with the idea of that, but what's working with me talking about the movies is the more positive take on things. So I was trying to figure out how to, to work around that. And I came up with, instead of it being a ranking thing, it's a mixtape idea. So like, Take the, I'm just picking something at random, the Martin Scorsese films of the 90s and make the perfect mixtape listing of, of those, of watching them. Um, All right. Can you hear me? Yeah, actually, that's perfect. Okay, cool. Sorry. I think, okay, yeah, anyway, mic issues. We've been working on them. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so the general idea being that it's not like a top 10 list. It is the uh the high fidelity um of movies like this has yes. to go into this has to go into this has to go into this like you you don't start with you know no sleep till brooklyn and then cut to kenny g because that doesn't work right and and like and like with say like indiana jones is a good one um to think about if i were to rank the indiana jones films right last place the general consensus except for a few people on the internet who believe strongly what they believe is that kingdom of the crystal skull is the worst one right and the people that don't believe that are just dumb (laughs) that's fair that's fair and so but that's the thing right if i go if i say this is the worst one the conversation has become mostly everyone agrees with me and then a few people don't but i have no wiggle room for those few people i'm not even having a conversation but if i go um you've got to start with raiders because it sort of sets the tone of everything but then you should jump into crystal skull because it's so weird and different then then because in my mind is you go there and then you come back to um the last crusade and then finish with temple of doom that would be like an awesome watching order um and there's a conversation to be had there and things to comment on about the negatives of a film um and and and, and things like that there's just more to say rather than I like this is the worst that. one i like that a lot I, I, so, the, the indiana jones analogy is great because it's like well kingdom of the crystal skull like you started your morning with a great movie but now you're like kind of hungry so mm-hmm. like you put on kingdom of the crystal skull while you're like making brunch yes. and like watching it and 
Like, cause yeah, you know, there's a lot of that you could just skip over. <laughs> right. If so, you're if you're eating your chips and you can't hear the dialogue, you're okay. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And and so so I think that's what I'm going to pitch to him on Monday because I think I can crank these out, which is not really I'm not trying to be a factory of them. I just think there's a lot to do and I can do them pretty easily. But I was looking at things like uh, I'm going to do like really big projects too. I'm going to rank the um the the filmography of Agnes Varda at some point, which is like a ton of stuff and a lot of short films. Right. But it's like, how do you get into the, in, in a fair way, ranking short films against feature length films. So in my mind, I'm like, now you take two and a half hours of your watching and you do all the short films and you do them in chronological order. So you, cause you can watch her whole filmography grow over the short films. Then let's jump back into the movies and think about what you learned from how much she had changed over the years as you watch these other movies. And I thought that was like a really, interesting way to to kind of put them in some sort of order but not rank them unfairly but also there are people like our friend scott but there are a lot of people out there who are short film fanatics and they have a lot more feelings about that so if i put a short film at the end or at the bottom because it's two minutes long and it's kind of a commercial she shot for a film festival like but they're like no it's a work of art because in two minutes she did blah 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 like that's not fair for the conversation that we're trying to have, which is much more like was, is much more positive. And right. so, um, so anyway, I'm pitching that to him Monday and I'm excited about that. Cause I think that's going to be the way, I mean, because then like, I don't have to make a Batman list and then crap on Batman forever. Cause I really like the weirdness of Batman forever. I can say, this is when you should watch Batman forever. Um, and, and, I don't know. I think there's more to say, more fun to be had, but it's going well. It's interesting because that, that specific conversation has had so many times about star Wars. Yeah. In particular, like how the hell do you watch these movies? Because there are things in literally, unless you watch them in chronological order, there are things in every single movie that will ruin something in another movie. (laughs) You know, no, I know. Absolutely. And I think that's uh, Star Wars actually sort of started inspiring this because I went, how do we step into a Star Wars conversation without uh, uh, instantly asking for trouble? Right. And and I think watching orders that are more in this vein are a little more conversation startery. And then I then it made me think, well, maybe it's because that conversation is a conversation. Maybe so much of the polarization and fighting, maybe people do react poorly, but also maybe we could have better conversations. And so that's kind of my hope. I think he's going to like it. He's pretty open to anything I do, um, but or you know, anything I want to do. But um, this was his idea originally, so I'd be altering his idea. So um, I'm curious to see what he says, but I think this will probably be the way that we go. Um and and start doing those and my face will be out there more and um, which will be I kind of weird. Oh, I thanks. think it's a fantastic idea. Oh, and cool. I, actually, I need to walk back what I just said five minutes ago. I said, unless you watch them in chronological order, that's actually wrong because if you do that, you do spoil Palpatine. Yeah. Turn. So yep. literally, no matter what order you watch them in, you're going to ruin something in another movie. So... Yeah, I think um, I think Ezra's taught me like a whole new way to watch it. It's very random and weird and fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you start with Return of the Jedi, then you do the Force Awakens, then you jump I, back to Episode Two. 
<laughs> I I am on board for that. If it starts with Returning the Jedi, I am absolutely on board with the Ezra, uh, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Almost always, it starts with the Return of the Jedi when we get when we're going to watch multiple movies over the course of a few weeks or something. It's usually like first That's, ones up is Return of the Jedi. I mean, I know, <laughs> I know, I'm wrong, but you know. Um, I, at one point in time, I wrote an article for Film Dispenser that was Return of the Sith is the worst Star Wars movie. And I got a little bit of heat for that. Revenge but, of the Sith. You, you freaked me out. I was like, what's Return of the Sith? I've missed a movie. Uh, Revenge, I, uh, I, yeah, I meant to say Revenge of the Sith. Sorry. That thing got hits for years. Yeah. <laughs> and there was literally one comment that was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. You gotta love that. I mean, you gotta uh, love. See, that's that's the thing, though. Like, your article is really good, but what we're doing with I was with, yeah, I was specifically being divisive. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Nope, I'm drawing my line in the sand. I mean, can you imagine <laughs> if we've been do if we had grown and we're doing that in the last two years? <laughs> the God. fighting. The we would have been like some spam bot thing would have taken our site down. Yeah. Um, um, it would have just no. It, for years, it would have been defending. The Last Jedi, and yeah. trying to get people to watch Solo. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's good, guys. It's not great. It's good, though. You know, Just when we watch the movie. It's funny. The two things happen. So we went to Galaxy's Edge a couple, I guess, wow, a week ago. A week ago right now, at 1013, um, we had done a lot of Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> and... Um, Early, you had done so much. Well, I guess the park is well. Like, there's nobody there, right? So, so should we jump into it? Should we like? Sure. Okay. So, we the big thing we Ezra wanted to do was build his own lightsaber, right? And I really wanted him to do it because of like his Lego thing. Like I know he's young, but he has the mind for that kind of thing. Um, and I was like, this way he'll like this. He'll be his. I won't be the dad who's like. My son, quote unquote, built his own leg, uh, his own lightsaber, but it's really mine kind of thing. It's like I will let him pick and choose and do whatever. But I didn't know when I bought our Disney tickets, you had to you can book those appointments for the lightsaber building 60 days in advance. And I bought our tickets 38 days in advance. And so all it was all booked up. And I was freaking out. And so um, they happened to open up a couple slots, but they they opened them up for earlier than the park opens. So what they do is on some days they open up earlier appointments and they just essentially open the park earlier, but don't make any kind of big announcement. People still show up because pe- Disney folks know this is happening, you know. Um, so we actually got to the park um, like at eight um, for the 830 appointment that we got. And so um, it was a whole drama. It was very funny. You would have loved the high and low of, of the emotions um, because we actually got to the park at 740 and we're pulling up because I'd heard whatever your time is, get there an hour early. And so we got there about 740 and I pulled up to this the big entrance to Hollywood Studios that I've seen in pictures and whatever. And well, actually, like we're coming through the Disney World entrance and my dad, my dad, um, my son goes, um, Daddy, have you ever been to Disney World? And I went, no, I've never been before. And he goes why haven't you and i went well my mommy couldn't afford to bring me here as we're going through the gates and like i start welling up in tears like it's happening i'm bringing my child i'm breaking the cycle and like it's this whole emotional thing so i'm like all in and he is so happy and we come in and it's kind of like a little mini freeway and you have to like an exit for hollywood studios so we we 
go off the Hollywood uh, Studios thing. Everything's working great. Timing is great. I can see the the entryway where your cars would go through, and there are cones in front of it and police officers waving us away. Oh, my God. And I tell you, man, that that opposite reaction of that welling up of tears of, like, frustration and fear and, like, I have 50 minutes to get where we have to be and I don't know what's going on. So they circle us around and we go and our, my GPS recalculates and everybody who's been pushed away seems to know where they're going. So I'm following them. And essentially we do like a 10 minute loop all the way around the park. And I realize I'm getting off on the same exit we were just on. This isn't helping anything. And now it's like eight. <laughs> and so, <laughs> uh, so we I get off on the exit though. And sure enough, we come around, there's no cones, no cops. And there's about 150 to 200 people in front of us. I have no idea what happened. I just assume they opened the line at a certain time and we just were too early and they wouldn't let us get in line to wait to go in. <laughs> so then we're, we're stuck because they're not letting anyone through the gates. We're in line with all these people. And now I'm like, my goal is don't be the guy who creates the story for his child that his dad was really freaked out about Disney. Like, like be calm be cool if you don't show up and miss your appointment by the way they charge your credit card two hundred dollars <laughs> just to let you know and you don't get anything to show for it so i'm going okay but but they're not letting anyone in so logically i'm gonna get in and um finally they let us in it's like 8 12 and they give you two parking options regular and pre premiere or something or premium and i said what's what's that and they said you get a parking guarantee in the first five rows and i went how much is it and she goes fifty dollars i went screw it do it Sold. <laughs> <laughs> so so i so i did that and we got basically in the first row after like the couple rows of handicap parking we were on it and man we got out the mood elevated immediately. I realized we had about 10 minutes. I was like, there's no way they don't let us in. Like, there's, we're fine. But Ezra is not freaked out in any way. He's excited, but he's like, we have to be there at 830. Okay. So I'm like, okay, okay. So he's booking it. He's like, he's like trotting along. We go up. They have to take have your I told you that that is like one of my favorite things about your child? What's that? Is that he understands that whole concept. Mm -hmm. I know I'm, you might not be aware that children generally do not understand how time works, how long it takes to do anything <laughs> and like being somewhere at a specific time. But Ezra does understand that. <laughs> it's, it's pluses and minuses, because sometimes if you accidentally offhandedly say, like, we're going to be here like 20 minutes and it's really like, oh, we could be here an hour. <laughs> then he's like, uh, it's time to go, guys. What's yep. going on? But and as somebody feels that way, I appreciate yeah. it. I would rather be like, no, yeah, let's go. <laughs> well, well, that's him. He right then. He's like, we, it's time to go. We got to go. So we, we they take your temperature and then they, they scan your tickets and then you're in. And like suddenly like I'm in it and I'm in. I'm seeing like Main Street USA or whatever it is. It's like Hollywood Studios. I've seen it a million times on like. Good Morning America and shows like that and stuff. Um, and like you see like the big Chinese theater down the way. And there's not a lot of signage to tell you where to go to things. So we're going. and uh, But it's fun and it's exciting and the heart's starting to race. And you go down and I see a sign that a guy's holding, like a, a, a cast member is what they call the people who work there. It's holding. And it says Galaxy's Edge. And it's kind of like a diagonal left. And I was like, that's about where I thought it would be. But it felt real suddenly. <laughs> And my heart starts beating and we take the left and we're going and there's this big pond that has a dinosaur in it that we've watched some videos of, of Hollywood studios. So as it was like, 
daddy, that's the dinosaur from the videos. We're on the way. And it's like so happy, so exciting. And you come around, you come around. And for Star Tours, the entrance to Star Tours is about 100 yards in front of the entrance to Galaxy's Edge. And because they sort of built it back behind where Star Tours is. And Star Tours has a giant... walker over the entrance so you come around the corner and you see the giant walker and ezra that's one of his favorite vehicles and he's like daddy it's a walker (laughs) and so and he's just freaking out and people are laughing at him because he's running but he's also like five so it's like he's not it's not uh, abrasive and he's not running that fast he's just running enough where i kind of have to trot with him you know and everyone's kind of laughing at that and his commentary and then you keep going and you get to this tunnel, and the front of it looks like a freeway in Atlanta. Like the like, if you go through downtown, those those uh, tunnels that have like the yellow lights at nighttime, yeah. um, kind of looks like the front of that. And it's just all concrete, nothing special, nothing saying Star Wars. And you go into it, and suddenly, like the smooth concrete stone starts transforming into like what looks like a dugout tunnel rock, like like in a rebel base maybe. Um, and then all of a sudden, you keep going, and all of a sudden. The, the music starts to hit like the, the the like the john williams star wars like ambient music is hitting and then there's like some steam and there's they pipe in like sounds of like star wars creatures and it's like all of hollywood studios disappears behind you because you're going through this tunnel and you come out the other end and you can see droids all the cast members are dressed up as like um mostly like resistance style stuff but very similar to rebel stuff um and the the even the concession stands are basically um do you remember from the mandalorian the droid ship that's kind of floating down the lava pit i think it's a season one finale yeah so basically it's that but they instead of having like a passenger boat it has what are coolers that they sell sodas and stuff out of but it all looks like droid ships like that and the droids move the heads are moving and stuff um and there's a there's a life-size a-wing and there's a life-size x-wing and you're just like holy crap and ezra's freaking out and and so um but the the thing about the lightsaber built into the the storyline of the experience is that it's uh because it's the time of the first order is that it's a hidden away place so that it's hard it's it's quote unquote hard to find um so i had to ask a cast member i was like hey we're looking for savvy's workshop uh and and then they're like welcome traveler like it's this whole thing and like it's if you go this direction you'll see the entrance to to savvy's workshop and like they so ezra's like understands that and he's taken off and i'm taking off after him um and we get there and so we get there right at like 8 31 perfect timing we're like the second people there um and get in line they give him like the options for the type of lightsabers and uh and he picks there's like um like elemental in nature and power and um and something else basically like the empire like or like uh, the the sith and there's but there's all these different ones like kind of classic jedi classic sith more like uh the bendu uh from rebels um kind of styles and then uh ezra picked protection and defense and he said do you know why to the lady who was helping him pick his kind of category before he went inside and she goes why and he goes because I'm going to get a red blade and it and the first order will think I'm bad, but I'm going to find baby Yoda and I'm going to protect and defend him. 
<laughs> How did this lady not start crying? Dude, she just was like, I mean, big giant smiles. Like, oh my goodness, that is the most per. And he had like his little. Uh, I think you saw in the pictures I sent you. You, you, if you go back and look, it's like a white shirt, but it's got little outlines of Mando's head and Baby Yoda's or Grogu's head, and um, and so. Uh, they loved it. They ate him up. And so then you go inside. They get everyone there. Everyone kind of shows up. We're maybe wait like five minutes. No time at all. And everyone shows up. Because I think all of us were kind of like, oh, we're going to like miss our spot. And so they all showed up. You go into this room and they close the door behind you, man. And after the tunnel, which separates, you you cannot see anything Disney when you walk through that tunnel into Galaxy's Edge. You have really walked into a whole new place. You go in this room and the door, though, it's like a blaster door. It closes behind you and you're in and the lights kind of come on and you're at these workstation tables. And literally, it's like you've just walked into Star Wars. Everyone's in character. That's not you. And the guy comes out and he does the whole presentation about the lightsabers and where they've gotten the parts and blah, blah, blah. And it's it's like 15, 20 minute experience. He talks and it's just amazing, man. It's so cool, and and this and we're but we're done, and it's like by the time we get done with that, um, which the best part of the whole thing is right after Ezra lifts up his light, they they have everyone lift their lightsaber out of this like sheath thing, and they're all activated, and it glows in the dark. Then the lights in the room kind of glow green, and Yoda. Yoda's voice comes in and talks to you about the responsibility you have as a lightsaber carrier. It's very like positive and it really only goes to like really dig into how Star Wars fandom, a certain section doesn't get it (laughs) because like, it's very like you have a responsibility to be good and to help people and to do and blah, blah. And, but Ezra, we're walking out he goes, Yoda, talk to me. Yoda, talk to me. He's freaking out. So cool. And, and so we get out of that, and then immediately um, I, I asked because I wanted to just take care of it and not have to think about it uh, again. Um, I found out where they sold uh, character lightsabers, so I went in and I got Ahsoka's Clone Wars lightsabers. Um, and then it's like 9.08, so we've been there. And the park's technically open at 9. Um, so in that first 38 minutes... It's been nothing but pure bliss, all easy, but now the park is just opening. So we're like, what do we do next? And we're just like, we walk, exit the store and kind of walk a direction we haven't been, come around a corner, and there's the freaking Millennium Falcon. And and it's like, I looked at Ezra and he's like losing it. And I went, you want to go fly it? <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> yeah. And so we walk in and it's, it's really well built the weight, the queue to get in. But because we were so early, we basically just walked through the queue. It's like a really long cause you're expecting long wait times and it's mostly indoors or under shade. Um, so that if it's hot, you know, it's not too miserable, but we just walked in. So we got to see all the stuff with no crowds and it took us as long as it took us to walk to the actual ride down the line, which probably five or six minute long walk to get to where the ride is. Um, no wait whatsoever. Walked right in. There's two of us because of COVID. They didn't, they weren't doing like big groups in each cockpit. And so we were just the two pilots. We were co-pilots, which is all Ezra had been talking about is we're going to be co-pilots and you're going to be chewy because you're tall and I'll be Han because I'm shorter than you. That was this whole thing. I um, mean, sometimes it would be that he would be, that I would be Lando and he would be nine numb depending on the mood he was in. Um, but he was like, like, that's all he wanted to do so we got right in and by 9 20 we had done the lightsaber building seen most of galaxy's edge and flown the millennium falcon (laughs) (laughs) 
and 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 so so we walk out of there and when you come out of the exit and you kind of hook around you can you go down there's a there's like another pathway it all leads you it's all so well designed you hear about it being well designed but until you do it you're like oh no yeah this is genius and you you see in front of you and they have a first order ship which from time to time has kylo ren walk out of it and he's the only character we didn't see was kylo ren um but they had first order stormtroopers all around it which is which is where that picture with Ezra kind of with his hands on his hips, looking up at the first order start or uh, stormtroopers that Katie posted. Um, that's yeah. that, that was that moment. Then there was a gift shop where we bought a little model for a Walker that he really wanted to build. And at that point we basically had done almost everything that we could do except for eating um, and shopping. Cause Ezra was not into the gift shopping. Cause it was like, I honestly think cause it kind of removed him from the fun he was having. Um, and there, there's a ride called Rise of Resistance, which is very, very difficult to get into. And we just didn't get into it. Um, and so it wasn't going to happen. But he didn't really know about it. I didn't really let him know too much in case it didn't happen. I didn't want him to be disappointed. Um, Why is it difficult to get into? Um, and so it's so long that they can only do it so many times a day. So they have a virtual sign up that gotcha. everybody that you do at seven in the morning and one in the afternoon. And I knew Ezra wouldn't make it past two o'clock there at best. Right. Like just, I know his personality. I know his energy level. He will want to go back to the hotel. There's a pool there. He'll want to get, he want to not be doing all the stimulus by two. So I was like, if we don't get in at seven, we're not getting in. And we didn't get in at seven. And the, they the wait times they say to do standby. You could literally be standing by for like five hours, hoping someone doesn't show up to take their spot. And so it was like, well, Ezra A is also not doing that. Like he can't do it. Um, we had a sign up to build droids, but we didn't, but it was at 6 30 PM. So I was like, that's not going to happen. So I canceled that when we left the park. So we left the park, right, I mean, right around two, I mean, right exactly when I thought we, he would totally tap out. Um, but the droid building is essentially, it's a toy thing and it's not as, uh, involved as the, uh, lightsaber is you kind of go into a factory and there's a conveyor belt and it's really cool looking we looked at it um and he wanted to do it but it's just scheduling and couldn't we couldn't make it that long um so we did that and it was about i mean really about this time now it was kind of like well, what do we do next um and then it was like 94 degrees and everything else in hollywood studios was not built to accommodate the right the the weights the way that galaxy's edge is galaxy's edge has shade everywhere and the wait time part of the millennium falcon wait time is you actually get to wait underneath the millennium falcon if you've come outside of the building so you're the shade is you're standing under the millennium falcon um which is so cool and so anyway we we ended up uh, walking around hollywood studios looking at stuff uh as we're refusing to do rides or wait times of an hour and a half to ride the slinky dog coaster from toy story and i didn't blame him um didn't want to do the two hour wait for tower of terror and didn't blame him um and came back and did star tours which was not a bad wait it was like a like 45 minutes but you walk underneath the walker and kind of in this forest moved indoor thing and yeah, star tours the, well you've never been there i've never been there either but i've heard so much like i know since the revamp star tours is much more uh white friendly <laughs> than it used to be <laughs> I mean, it's it. I felt like it. We were maybe in the sun for for two minutes, and then all of a sudden, you're basically under the Ewok Village. The whole way, you're outside, um, trying to get inside. And when you get inside, there's a long part of the line that's inside, but then you're like in like 
it looks like you're in a starport basically and you're kind of walking yeah. up big plank and it's all inside and cool and there's screens and c3po to look at and r2d2 to look at um and it was all super cool and ezra when we did star tours it's fun i heard someone say this was new and i know they change star tours a lot all the time but the part of the thing is that c3po crashes into to, of course, a uh, uh, Empire Star Destroyer or Starship or something. And Darth Vader's there looking for the rebel spy who's on our ship. And they take a picture of a, of a person in the ride and put it on the screen to say this is who they're looking for. And sure as hell, it was my son was the picture, um, is the rebel spy. So Darth Vader's looking for Ezra. And, and then that's the whole impetus for the ride is that he uses the force and kind of throws us around. And then we escape. And then we're being chased by the Empire through. Um, we went to Coruscant and uh, to Hoth. And then wherever we were in that Star Destroyer thing at the, the front end of the, of the whole ride. I'm, I'm was, glad you got to go to Coruscant and Hoth. Like, it, at least it was two planets that, um, well, I think all the planets are mostly familiar ones, but, like, I'd probably, because there's, like, eight or nine, I think, right? It, from the pictures, it looked like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd be so disappointed. I'm like, man, I don't want to go to some planet from the new movies. <laughs> <laughs> You're at, like, uh, Dakar, where they have the base. Yeah. In the, yeah. Um, Ezra would have loved that. Who the hell wants to go to Jakku? <laughs> Nobody wants to go to Taku. Um, they, uh, yeah, Ezra loved it because the, the, they have the walkers in Hoth. So you see the walkers, which, again, that was a big theme for him with the walkers. Um, and then um, Coruscant, just because it was really exciting, because it's basically similar to Anakin falling through the car and the traffic and stuff. Um, so he was like, that was all very exciting. Um so we did that, and then um, which I thought was great and, and great fun. And then we did the Millennium Falcon one more time. So we wrote it, we flew it twice. Um, and the second time, we did have to wait like what would be a standard wait right now. Um, but when I got back, I found out that Disney is at thirty five percent capacity right now. Yeah, thirty five. And I waited midday. We waited an hour and ten minutes to ride the Millennium Falcon at thirty five percent capacity. I cannot imagine. Like, I, I just can't. I see what it's, I do. Yeah, it's I, one of the reasons why I just, I can't go. I understand why people do five-day stay on the park, stay at the resort, because then you can pick and choose a couple things a day to invest the time in. Then you can bring your kids back to the pool, the, to the fun little snack restaurant or whatever, and they can decompress. Um, but I saw so many people, you know, the drama, and you're going to do this. You wanted to do this. Take your picture, blah, blah, blah. And not happy. <laughs> and, yeah. and but then I think about like 65% more people and the waiting and the stress. And I mean, I'll be honest, like Ezra and I held hands, but we didn't have to all the time. So we like, we didn't hold hands the whole time. Like he could just walk with me. But I think about 65% more people, there's no way I'd have to like yeah. hold his hand and we'd be nasty and sweaty. I just, Whew. Uh, anytime we wanted a seat to sit down, or like I got him an ice cream sandwich at some, like a Mickey Mouse ice cream sandwich. It's the only Mickey Mouse thing he wanted. I thought it was hysterical. The only thing he wanted was to eat Mickey Mouse. Uh, <laughs> and and so um and so, but we found a seat every time that we wanted to sit down and and have a bite to eat or a moment. Um and and he got real tired. I mean, it was a lot of stimulus, a lot of running around. And this kid can go. I mean, we run a couple miles every day, but it's just like. It's a lot. And my kid is not a, um, 
he's not like a overly sensitive kid, but he just taps out. He's like, I'm good. I've had enough. And and I'm I'm okay. And we can just go now. And so we we left sometime between one thirty and two and went back to the hotel, built his walker model, and then went to the pool. <laughs> and it was a perfect day for him. And and honestly, it was a very good day for me. A little stress because of uh trying to figure out things and I couldn't get him to eat at the park besides the Mickey Mouse thing. He was in a couple snacks that I brought with me. I couldn't get him to do a restaurant. Um, and most of the stuff that wasn't Star Wars was vastly not interesting to him. Um, even the Toy Story stuff, he was like, I don't want it because it was all in the sun. He was like, I don't want to do it. But Galaxy's Edge Man, which I guess is the main point of all this, is incredible. And well-designed, everything they said they wanted it to be. It's just amazing. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. I, I, unfortunately, my window for... I, I feel like the last year was my perfect window for, like, go down there and do this. Yeah. And that window is closing pretty rapidly because yeah. they're upping the uh, the attendance for the parks and starting in the next couple of weeks. Um, and I just cannot afford to go. So yeah. I, I'm probably never – unless somehow I manage to be able to afford a week-long stay at Disney, I'm never going to go. <laughs> well, it's fun. You know, they're opening the Star Wars Hotel soon like in the next year or two that they're doing there. Have you read about this thing? Yeah. So it's, it's going to, my understanding is not only will the hotel be its own experience, which sounds great. Um, but then it has like, you basically, cause they have a thing called a fast pass, which that's not open right now. They're not offering it right now. Cause they're at 35% capacity and it's hard to separate those two lines. And Disney's really, they're really good about like dividers between like you're never standing next to a person in line. They might be in front of you or behind you, but you're never like side by side with anyone. But fast pass goes side by side with all the regular lines. So they just shut it all down. And so but my understanding is there's some element of access to just the Star Wars world that's like almost VIP if you're the hotels in the hotel stays experience. And so like I would go back for that. Especially if Ezra is not interested in the other stuff. Um, yeah. Because as a theme park, Ezra had more. And we went to Legoland the second day, um, which had Ray and Chewie built there. It's pretty cool. Um, but but as a theme park, he was more interested in doing all the rides there because it was more like Six Flags in terms of the intensity of like the weights and the things like that. Um, and then he was at Disney because Disney is so intense with so much stuff. Um but Star Wars was then greater than Legoland, if that makes sense. So, like, just that one section was the best thing for him ever. Um, and I get that. I mean, honestly, he's also five, so that's fine. But um, <laughs> I, it just happened. We were there. I don't know if I told you this. We happened to be there at the same time as Rafael Palacios and his family. No. Yeah, just it's his daughter's um, eighth birthday. Is was I did uh, know that. Yeah, so they, they came for that. And um, so they were actually at Star Wars the day before us. And we never knew this was happening literally until they posted they were going. They got their Disney bands to go. And I was like, oh, I'm going in five days. And I messaged Contessa, his wife, and was like, hey, we're going this week. When are you guys going? That's awesome. I hope I hope you guys love Star Wars World. That's what we're going to do. And she goes, we're going this week. <laughs> So, so we overlapped and didn't see each other, but we talked a lot throughout because with kids, man, there's, unless you went together, it's not an easy way to coordinate that. Um, 
And so, but Raphael and I were talking that we, we were, how emotional it was that we took our firstborn to Star Wars world to see the Millennium Falcon and all this stuff. And we said, now we just have to sell our souls to take them to the Star Wars hotel in a couple of years when it opens. And yeah. so uh, that's the plan. Yeah. Um, I hopefully can afford to do that at some point. Um, do the cruise, man. They announced the cruise this, this month, last month, this month, yeah. just recently. I, I would definitely do the cruise. Um, so Katie won't do the cruise. So maybe we need to get real and be like, this is finally the vacation we're taking. Because <laughs> she won't do it. And we've talked about it. And then like hearing over the years, hearing you talk about the parks, I do think well, this last year was our year to have done like Harry Potter World or something. Yeah. Um, but um, maybe the cruise is, is the way. Plus we can get our retractable lightsabers. <laughs> Those things look awesome. They look so cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we had this whole conversation uh, with my Uncle Tommy about cruises uh, literally the day before they announced the Star Wars thing. And so, and Katie was like 100% not in. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not opposed to them. I just don't have anything that draws me to want to go on one. And Tommy was saying, because he's been on one, he was just like, it's, they're really amazing. It's really like, I'm telling you, you should think about a cruise. The next morning I get the email from starwars.com about the star Wars cruise. And I was like, I think I found my, my choice here. It's a sign. <laughs> I signed from the force. I think I got to go. Um, yeah, I, I'd be in, um, you know, I don't know if, if I've ever told you this, but I've always said, if I ever get married, it's going to be on a ship in the middle of the ocean where none of my family is. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said it, but I never thought about it in terms of an actual uh, cruise or something like that. Um, you should do it. Star Wars wedding on a Star Wars cruise. That would be <laughs> amazing. Uh, I've just got to find a bride. So. C- can I be your best man? Because, I mean, like, that, that, just so I can. I can wear a I funny mean, suit. Yeah, I'll wear a funny be suit. On. So I, <laughs> I'll let you fight it out with Courtney. Because um, oh. <laughs> I actually had this conversation with her a few months ago. Oh. and. She she said that she was like, "Can I be your best man?" I was like, "Are you gonna wear a tux?" And she said, "Yeah." Can it be like a weird color, like bridesmaids' dresses? I said, "Oh, a hundred percent, yes." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, but no, if you're on the ship, yeah, absolutely. Y'all can just be co-best man. <laughs> perfect. Get best She's not people. gonna come on a Star Wars cruise. <laughs> we'll be best people. Yeah, best people. <laughs> um that's awesome well i mean yeah anyway but i think that uh oh, i'm not i clicked a button to share a screen i didn't mean to um uh yeah man i i can i here's my thing is that before going to galaxy's edge i heard everything i saw pictures i really i wanted to go i've wanted to go for a long time or you know relative to when it's opened i wanted to go since it opened and having been the amount of thought and pure dollars they've put into it um, to make it a good experience. I'm like, yeah, no, I want to do all their stuff now. Like I, like I thought this would be like, I get it out of my system, but I have no desire to go to the magic kingdom to animal kingdom kind of would like to see Epcot. Cause they're doing like a France Ratatouille land and like, and like the Epcot's got more adult stuff anyway. And they do like a cool food and wine festival thing. Like I, I would do that, but I don't care about the Mickey stuff. It doesn't do anything for me emotionally. Like I doesn't, I don't connect in yeah. that way. And so, but the Star Wars stuff is so thoughtful, so well done. They put so much money into it. 
it is so amazing and immersive that the idea of going on a cruise where they have those kind of experience uh, experiences or spending, you know, $3,000, I think is what it is to go for two, to go on the hotel for three days and do the whole immersive experience where you have like a character name and your own lightsaber and the whole deal. Yeah, I could see doing it because I think it's going to be as good as they, they, as you could imagine, because this was yeah. so amazing. Um, it's just really incredible. Yeah. I, I could start saving money. <laughs> Going for a day like I did. Not bad. Not bad. But all the other stuff. And the cruises aren't bad. I think the hotel's probably going to be the worst thing. Because it got like a flat rate. And it is like, yeah. like 2500 or 3000 It's one of those. But you get a lot of stuff with that. But it's a flat, huge fee. Um, and for only a, a three days. Like yeah, I think, isn't it three days and two nights? Like it's not... Yeah, it's on the short combo of that, which is, I mean, still, if it's that many days and like you feel like you're in Star Wars, I never knew I wanted to feel like I was in Star Wars, but like in a literal sense, like I was like, in theory, sure. But like now I'm like, no, yeah, I want that. (laughs) (laughs) I flew the Millennium Falcon. I walked through the hallways. I want that. Um, the Rise of Resistance ride, that's one of those. I don't have any regrets because this trip was much more about me and Ezra doing this thing together. Um, but I really look forward to one day being able to do that because it is um, it seems to be incredible. Most people who are like just Disney people are like this is the most immersive, best thing they've ever made for any kind of Disney ride. And so um, on that level, I'm like, yeah, I want to do that and see like because like, you go walk between the walkers above your head in like the star destroyer uh hangar like this sounds incredible yeah maybe one day i'll have the money to just spend like two weeks in orlando and just do all the stuff i mean i support you (laughs) (laughs) when do i not (laughs) um i need to marry a rich woman i don't know any um, if I need any, I'll let you know. Honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to marrying a rich man either. <laughs> well, you're going to the gym. I'll hook you up with my boss. Um, I'm still pretty doughy, so <laughs> you could be his project. <laughs> um, that's uh, I'm yeah, I'm pretty jealous. But also excited for you. Like I, th- that morning, I was when you texted me, like we're about to leave or whatever. I was just like, I am so excited for them. And it did take. I knew I wouldn't have got a response because mm-hmm. of what you were doing. Yeah. But I did have to like tell myself, don't text him. <laughs> <laughs> like he's doing Star Wars with his kid. Do not text him. <laughs> Well, it's uh, I will say the first 90 minutes or so, basically until we got that model from the the, the Walker model after he saw the stormtroopers, that time period, 90 minutes, 100 minutes, whatever it was, was about as close to the Disney magic I've ever heard described to me that I've ever experienced. Like it was pure joy, pure bliss. Ezra was happy. I was happy. Everything was great. And it was like after that moment, it was like we've done a lot of the stuff on the checklist. It's getting hot. 
and it kind of and then more people people were like pouring in now and it was kind of and Ezra hates masks I don't think we talked about this but he hates wearing the mask and it's required at the parks and so he's like miserable with the mask and it's just like and it's getting hot and he's kind of like yeah, I don't know, maybe I'm good. <laughs> and so, but but for like that 100 minutes, it was just so perfect. And after that, it was never bad. Um, it just got more challenging. Um, and we got through it and we left, you know, no fights, no arguments. Everything was good. And not even like a fake nice thing. It was just like, nope, we, we just handled stuff. We moved forward. We did okay. And um, there was one funny thing. I was going to get you a souvenir. <laughs> I was, and I knew what I was going to get you because he was... He was really not into the gift shops, but that's they were two reasons. One, they were crowded, and two, it was just buying stuff. And as much as he's a kid who wants things, he wanted to like see the droids and see the ships and like and not just, a yeah. yeah. And so and and the buying stuff, like the the gift shops themselves, were pretty neat. Like the the one that's all first order stuff, where he got his walker, it's like you've gone into a hallway of like a first order ship. And you're like, and it's so all like, it's really well designed, but he just, he wasn't having it, which was fine. Cause he wasn't being rude about it. He was just like, no, thank you. Can we please go somewhere else? And how can you like not say, okay, when you're being that polite about it? Um, and it's nothing's required. He's not hurting anything. So no, like I wasn't able to gift shop, gift shop, but I knew I was like, I'm going to get Logan the sodas. Cause you have the, like, I feel like your family, you click Coke stuff and stuff, but the yeah. thermal detonator sodas, I'm going to get him a set of all three. Um, and, and I wasn't going to like, I know you mentioned like, I have, I'll pay you whatever. I'm, like, I'm just going to get him these and, and bring them back. So as we're leaving, I'm like, Hey, Ezra, I just got to get uh, one thing. I want to get some, um, a couple souvenirs, but I don't have to go in any stores. I'm just going to grab them from right there. And he's like, that's okay, cool. What are we getting? And I said, I'm going to get some soda. And my child, and this sounds like my child goes, no, soda's bad for you. You can't buy soda. Why would you give uncle Logan soda? That's not good. Please don't buy soda. It's so bad for you. And so I didn't get you soda. (laughs) I can't really argue with that. I mean, right? I mean, it's just like, well, yeah, like, I get it. I, okay. And so we didn't, I didn't get you anything. But that was what I was going to get you. And that was the funny story that you got instead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, I, I'll take the story. That That's good. I, I actually have Disney souvenirs that, even though I've never been to Disney, I have some pins and... Um, I have a Stitch as Yoda doll mm-hmm. that was bought at Disney, and then something else Stitch. That would be the only Magic Kingdom thing I would be interested in. Like, yeah, I don't think there's a six. Uh, there used to be a six two six experience or whatever that all Stitch thing. I think they tore that down for something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, that's not there. But I know that they have a lot of Stitch merchandise. That would be the only thing that I was interested in. Like, I have to go over here and shop for Stitch stuff. So, I tried to get Ezra to get at one point. I didn't have 
we went to something Friday night, which is the day before we went to actual Disney called Disney Springs. It's like a big mall, basically outdoor mall. It's not my bag at all. I was really oversold on what we were going to. Um, but I didn't bring extra masks, which because I had all these like disposable masks for Ezra because he chews on his mask from the inside. And then they were wet and you had it's just gross and he's uncomfortable and you have to trade him out. And you can't get him not to chew because he hates them. <laughs> and so um, I was like, I got to get him another mask. And the only mask I could find were Mickey Mouse, which he's like, nope. <laughs> and then were Stitch. And he was really, really close to letting me get him a Stitch, which basically when you put it on, it looks like your mouth is Stitch. And I have Stitch's a Stitch mouth. mask. From, oh. A friend of mine from work got it from Disney and brought it to I, me. I would it's bet it's small the same one. I would yeah. bet. Yeah. And so, um, but he, he was really close. And he looked at me as he was thinking about it because it's next to Mickey on the rack. And he goes, is this a Disney character? And I was like, <laughs> yes. And he goes, I don't want that. <laughs> so I ended up finding a store that sold adult mask and and he picked it out and I got a, a Mandalorian uh, baby Grogu uh, mask from a, that cost me $20. Um, it was really nice. It's probably the nicest mask I've actually owned this whole time. The company makes socks that I really love, but they make masks and they had a store for them. But yeah, so I was as close as I I saw that stitch thing. I had a lot of stitch stuff, but I wasn't looking. My eyes weren't for that because we were all mostly looking at Star Wars stuff and Lego. Yeah. Um, I'm like attuned to it. Like I see it from forever. Uh, I was at um, somewhere the other day and uh, with a friend and we were waiting in line getting food and you know how places have like these those plate you can put like your business cards mm -hmm. so there's like these stacks of business cards and we're waiting in line for our food and i looked over at the, for whatever reason looked at the business cards and i walked over there and picked up a card and she said what are you doing and i showed her the card and she said what is it i said it's stitch and she said you saw that all the way over there i said yeah it's stitch <laughs> <laughs> like 20 feet away <laughs> Yeah, no, we all have our stuff. Yeah. I could see that being yours. Um, I may try to get him to watch that soon, just because I think he'll like it. Um, but yeah, it's Disney, isn't it? Ooh. Um, but no, it's it's good. It's a good trip. I, I ended up going on shopdisney.com because you can buy a lot of Disney World yeah. stuff there. And there were there were three pins in particular I wanted because I had done some research beforehand because they put out a Bad Batch pin that's got all the, the characters. Um, and then they put out a May the 4th Be With You uh, limited edition. It just happened to have it on the website and they didn't have it at the park. Um, and then there was a certain Stormtrooper um, that's sort of like a... Um, Dia de los Muertos style that I like that I've wanted to pick up and they had it there. Um, and then the only other thing I wanted to get that I couldn't buy is I wanted to buy um, Sabak. They sell Sabak, like a whole set um, that's like 16 bucks and you get the card game and the diet and the whole thing. And I really want to get one because I, because Ezra likes card games. I was like, this would be like, I could actually play it if I got it. Um, and so I didn't, I couldn't find it in the brief time I was in gift shops. So I found it on eBay for $18 as opposed to 16. And so, oh, right. so I did that and it was unopened. And so I was like, uh, so I got that and my three pence from shop Disney. And I was kind of like in the end, I only really, my big thing was my lightsabers. Um, and so I got those and, uh, um, so do you have to tote the lightsabers around? 
Uh, that's so what we did when Ezra was sort of like at that 100 minute mark when he was kind of like tapping out and not knowing what to do. Um, I just took him to the car because we were parked so close to the entrance. Uh, we, just, we just walked out and took him to the car and then went and got his ice cream sandwich. Yeah, I mean, that 50 bucks for that closer parking, like when you're already spending that much money. Yeah. Like, yeah, if I, I'm with you. When I pulled up, even if I wasn't in a hurry, when I pulled up, if they would have been like, you know, it's $50 to park, like, within the first five rows, I would have been like, I mean, yeah, I'm already in for, like, two grand at this point, or $1,500, or whatever it is. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> you know, I spent the gas to get down here. The Yeah, yeah, no, 50 bucks, sure. <laughs> And then they know it too. It's just, and but it's, you know it's fine. I mean it was very convenient. And there's a whole other parking lot that is a lot more walking away. That's the twenty five dollar parking lot. And yeah. I was like yeah yeah no I don't blame myself. And even if I had like been if you had gotten there later because of the thirty five percent you could see the thirty five percent capacity since I'd never been I could see it in the parking lot because yeah. it because it wasn't full. But even then it's like even if this was full and you were in the nicer parking lot it still is so much closer. Um, but then you see the big thing though, is you see the little sky pods. It's like, they look like, um, I don't know. I, I can't think of the right word, but the little, they're little carriers that come from different parks that you can ride on. If you have, if you're staying at the resort and you can just basically float in a little bubble until you land at the park entrance, it's so convenient. And I'm like, yeah, this is why people stay at the resorts. It makes perfect sense. Because yeah. you just walk out of your hotel, get in this thing, and it's not, it's actually, I've seen pictures and I always thought, that seems a little high, and I think I would be nervous, and then I'm like, that's not that high. It's very low to the ground, it's very unassuming, it moves quickly but slowly, it's like a, uh, it's, you know, they, they are what they are for a reason, very smart people. <laughs> so, I can't wait till Disney just runs the country. I mean, it, I think things will be so much more convenient. <laughs> Um, so you, you mentioned the bad service. Batch. Sorry, what'd you say? Uh, you, you mentioned the bad batch, the yes. pen. So, did you? I know we talked a little bit about the premiere. Did you watch the latest episode? Yeah, I'm caught up. I finished the, the I guess, third episode. Um, which I don't know if I guess it's the third episode. The premiere felt like three episodes, but they're yeah. one. Um, but yeah, I am caught. So, yeah, it's been. I don't want to say a letdown after the premiere because that premiere was so good. Mm-hmm. I feel like almost anything would be a letdown after that premiere. Right. Um, why does every Star Wars show have to start with an annoying child? Well, because then you're going to love the child, and then you're going to be like, "Wow, the story is going to be the story is <laughs> going to be wow! Look how much they've changed and how great they are." Yeah, no, that's I'm that's... prepared for it, but at this point. I'm a little past that trope as an intro to a Star Wars show. <laughs> I think there's this level where, like, Filoni working on Avatar, The Last Airbender, like, that's, like, a huge starting point for him. And then he does this, and he keeps doing that trope over and over again, and I'm like, it's the Avatar thing. Like, that's... Aang, the Avatar character, is super, like, Ooh. And then as the show goes on, you're like, oh, no, he's wonderful and he is great. And look how much I've grown and he's grown and blah, blah, blah. And they're all so great. But that's totally the mode. And I think he just knows it's a great way to do kids TV. And it is kids TV. It is. 
And that's and he goes I'm, in Good Morning I'm, America and says that a couple weeks ago. He goes, "That's the number <laughs> one rules. It's it's television for kids." Um, which actually, this last episode told that line. Oh yeah, whew. I mean, older kids. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, spoilers for anybody. Uh, Crosshair straight up executes two people. Yeah, <laughs> like in inside of two minutes. <laughs> Like just bam, bam. I was like, uh, we're getting. I, but I remember that in Clone Wars, like because that movie was so kid friendly. And mm-hmm. then like maybe four or five episodes, six episodes into Clone Wars, it was just like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I um, remember too, and and I think that established a great villain. I mean, he's a scary guy. He could do anything. The stakes are high, and these aren't guys like Rex who were like, we're pretty sure he's in that one scene in Return of the Jedi. That could be him, <laughs> or something like that. Like, yeah. there's no, like, these guys, there's no, I don't know what's, you know, tenuous stuff gives us any reason to think they make it very far. Um, they could literally go down in a flame of glory or lack of, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm really digging the vibe of the show, even though. These last two episodes weren't uh, fantastic, but I mean, they're not bad. They just were kind of a, a like down. It didn't have that energy that the, the first, first episode had. The first episode is definitely like, here's what the show is doing, right? And now it's like those episodes of any other great show where you're like, we have to get some things done so we can get to the doing again. And it's like, we have to established that there are other clones out there that didn't get you know didn't turn into savage murderers um and that our people know who they are to some degree um, or at least might have some ideas of who they are so that's like that's why you see those people from um because they're from like the clone wars show it gets confusing with like yeah and stuff, but they're from the and so that i like that a lot and i was like oh cool we haven't seen them in forever and not that i needed to see them but i kind of like to know like hey we're checking in with them but it was you know th- that's kind of important to say they have resources outside of just the people with the with the implants so that's cool and then this episode it was we've got to set up crosshairs what he's going to be and then kind of let um omega feel at home a little bit and now now we can start because um, if she's at home, then the threat to that home becomes real for the whole show, not just for our guys. And so like we just it's just like it's wheel spinning. It's not terrible, but I think that they're setting up. Yeah, got to get the stakes. The stakes were high in that first episode because a huge chain was happening. Change was happening. And now we've got to set up the rest of the series. And that's what it is. They, what it's they like. set up a good mystery there at the end, too, with the Kaminoans. Mm-hmm. Kaminoans. How, yeah. However you say it. Yeah. Um, like, what are they up to? No, I agree. And where did they go? That's um, that's the future thought is, where did they go? Yeah. So, no, um, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, and that's. Um, it's certainly more interesting than the High Republic. <laughs> what? Are you reading the High Republic? I'm reading the comic. Oh, the books are good, man. I don't know I, about the I'm, comics. Yeah, I, I'd probably get into the books more. The The comics have not. I cannot get attached mm-hmm. to any of it. Um, but you know what? It, it's all better than Bounty Hunters. So. <laughs> 
I haven't read. I'm I'm behind on everything, so I'm, I will say that's my one big deficit right now is the comic books. But the um, the first run of books um, are very good. The the Charles Soule book is a page turner, man. It is so good. He's um, such a good writer. Like I, he is, and it's like very poppy and very, but it's still got so much heart to it. It is. It's a weird skill, and he's. I was just this morning in one of his tweets. He was talking about he's working on his fourth book of the year, <laughs> and I'm like, some people. Wow. I don't know. Some people crank those books out and they're like John Grisham things, which is, you know, more power to him. But some people crank them out and they're like these and it's what he does. And then there's just it's amazing. He's got a couple books that aren't Star Wars related that I really want to read. Um, but Light of the Jedi, man, it's really good. It's I bet it's a good audio book, too, because they do such good production value on their audio books. But for your drive or something, I, I think you should do it. But Yeah, I, I need to sign up for Audible or something. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to tell somebody, whoever says anything about getting me Christmas gift this year, I'm going to be like, an Audible subscription would be nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because maybe I'll start listening to audiobooks. I'm still, I'm a, I'm into book four of uh, the Dark Tower series, and it's dragging a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm still, like, I'm invested. I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to finish the whole series, or whatever's out there. Because uh, yeah. I don't think it's finished yet um, by the end of the year. But the books keep getting bigger, so it gets a little more difficult. Um, it's like each book becomes one more book. Yeah. <laughs> so the fifth book is eight books. The sixth <laughs> book is nine books. Yeah, the, the fourth book is three times the size of the first book. Man, it's like those Harry Potter books, too. They did that later on, and it was yeah. and they're different because they're not as dense. Because the writing is different, the font and stuff, but it was weird when, like, you know, you're like 13 or 14, and you go pick up the next book, and it's like double the size of the last like, book. Oh and my like, god, what? it's gonna take me three months to read. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but then you're like, but someone will tell me what happens. I have to read as fast <laughs> as I can. Um, yeah, that is the benefit of reading this Dark Tower stuff. I'm like, well, nobody's gonna tell me anything. Yeah, nobody's <laughs> session Twitter to be like, hey, let me tell you how that ends. Um. But uh, I'm I'm a few weeks behind on the Star Wars books. Um, Afra's heating up though, man. Like, no, I know I gotta I gotta catch up, and I, I think I read the first issue of Afra, second issue maybe, and I just I'm, I need to restart and go back and reread from one and catch up, and I have no idea why I haven't. I just haven't. Yeah, it, it well, so I should I, I'll I'll forewarn you. Um, they're about to enter a. a line-wide crossover separated from the High Republic mm-hmm. of War of the Bounty Hunters. Yeah, so I knew that. It's going to be not fun for a few months because that book is just garbage. Well, um, Charles Soule's in charge of the, the whole crossover, though. That's yeah, positive. But it's going to involve that Bounty Hunter dude, and he's not... He's just not good. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I'm with you. That's, uh, that's the first Star Wars book I've quit since The Force Awakens and the Marvel stuff. I mean, it's like, nope, I'm done and I'm out. And I think that's probably what helped me spill over into being behind on everything else. Yeah. Uh, so bad. It ruined my reading <laughs> for all the books. I did something uh, Rise of Skywalker couldn't even do. <laughs> I mean... Uh, it's you know what I love though uh, the 
the rise of Skywalker spawned a whole new version of positivity or positive thinking, which was, you know, he, you know, he, there's no way logically that Ben would have uh, gone into the force. So t- clearly Ray later on goes in the world between worlds. And the moment we're seeing is her pulling him from that. And it's all okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I love the positive loops and, and holes you're jumping through to make this better, but I'll take it. Cause until they tell me otherwise, it could be true. Yeah. I thought Jacob would pop on, but I guess he's passed out. So he's in ball season playing his freaking baseball. He's going to get himself killed, man. Or like seriously injured, not killed. Like, you know, you're getting older, right? But I mean, good for you. I guess you can still get out there and do it. I started jogging again. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm jogging about three miles a day, but not all at once. Yeah. Because uh, I'm old and out of shape. So. And, and yeah, and jogging and running and stuff, it actually can be very bad for you. So that's good to take it smart and break it up. That's good. Uh, it's been pretty nice. I do it at night because I have almost nothing else to do. <laughs> so when I take my breaks, I just go jog around the neighborhood. <laughs> 3 a.m. and you're just running through the neighborhood in the dark. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to get shot. <laughs> or arrested. Uh, I didn't tell you I almost got fired. No? Yeah. Why? Uh, it was just really, like, bad phone call. Uh-huh. And I guess the person complained, and they pulled the call, and my boss called me, and he was like, uh, I'm writing you up for this. Like, you could have gotten fired for this. And I was like, you know, four months ago, I would have been like, okay, <laughs> I don't care. Right. <laughs> Fire me. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was upset. Like I was upset at myself. Cause I was like, yeah, I don't know. So I guess I was having a bad night. He stupidly asked me, he was like, well, I mean, there's something going on. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, like in your personal life. I said, yeah, it's horrible. It's like, what do you mean? I was like, my brother died like nine months ago. Yeah. Like, everything's horrible, dude. Like, no, it's not good. Like, I literally worked 30 feet from where he died. Yeah. So, no, my personal life is not great. <laughs> <laughs> How do you take that? <laughs> um, it That shut him up. Yeah. So... I mean, not that he was being overly, but I, I I was just like, all of the stuff I know that happens, granted, this was really bad, but I didn't like swear at the person or anything. I was just <laughs> very not helpful and kind of rude. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, which is not like me at all. And that's what he said. I was like, I don't know. I guess I was having a bad day, man. So... Like, okay, everybody has bad days. Yeah. He's like, well, I just can't believe that. I was like, yeah, me either. But, you know, what do you want me to do? Like, I, I will call the person and apologize to them. Like, yeah. I'm apologizing now. So, and I, I, I did tell him, I was like, if I put this up on the Star Wars thing, I'll have to take all this out. But, um, 
I was like, dude, it. I've also been working for a year on day shift and the most toxic environment I've ever worked in in my life. And that's saying a lot because I'm not to speak ill of the dead, but I used to work with my brother and we fought constantly. I was like, but at least when I left work, I felt like, okay, well, that's behind me. I like when I was logging off working days, like I was miserable. I would have nightmares about work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, you know, 14 going to high school. I shouldn't be having nightmares about my job. Right. So anyway. But Get yeah. You're okay now. Oh, you know, uh, relative to that. Yeah, I mean, as, as far as I know, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, unless I'm supposed to be doing something that I'm not doing, which I think I, every night because I get all my work done. Mm-hmm. And oh, here's what's even funnier about that is literally three days after he wrote me up and told me that I was seriously, you know, you know, they thought about firing me or whatever. They allowed this whole new process for everybody on work streams and you know, all that mumbo jumbo crap that corporate America likes to do. But he, uh, he says, all right, so everybody's not going to be on the phone all the time. We're only going to have dedicated phone people. And then sometimes you'll have to be on the phone. You're not going to be on the phone all the time. Literally, I'm on the phone Tuesday from 7 p.m. to 10 Mm p.m. And Thursday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And if the queue backs up to a certain percentage, I have to log in and help get it back down Mm -hmm. on the days I'm not in the the hours I'm not in the phone. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm not on the phone at all. Mm -hmm. It's just data entry. It doesn't sound bad. Yeah, I'm literally, I I blew through the whole uh, season of The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead uh, in two weeks. And then I caught up on Batgirl last week. Those are all terrible shows. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, What was I? Oh, this week, I still got two more episodes. I think I've told you this before. If you have a way to watch Pennyworth, you mm-hmm. should watch Pennyworth. Really? Yes. Ugh. I think you would dig it. I mean, I saw the concept I liked, but I don't know how I'd watch it. I have to look and see. I don't want to it's buy anything. Epics, so I don't know if they fall under anybody's banner. I think the Epics yeah. is HBO because I watched something recently that said. Or maybe it's Hulu. I saw something that said an Epics original recently. So, I hey, really, I just want to let you know, my kid will be home in a minute. And so I'll have to yeah, go. Yeah, well, I got to take the kids swimming anyway. So Look at um, you. Does that mean you have to go to the bathroom? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, wait, what? Drop your kids off at the pool. <laughs> I was so confused. Well, that's fun. We joined a pool up here, so we get to go to a pool starting Memorial Day weekend. We're excited. Oh, that's nice. I Ezra feel like swimmer. Um, we did it at the, the he swam for about six feet all on his own um, without much help um, at the pool 
in Orlando, um, but he's really wants to be, and we just haven't had access to one. And last year would have been our year, but COVID kind of messed it all up. Um, and so I was like, we'll get you, we'll get a, we're getting a pool and we'll, we'll get you lessons and you'll learn. So he's going to start lessons ASAP. And I think he'll be swimming in no time because he can kick and he can do stuff and he can really move around. He just hasn't gotten that full time to do it. So yeah, he'll be swimming in no time. Yeah. Exciting. Because he's so tall, he can just stand in the shallow end. Yeah. Uh, I got to come see y'all soon. I got your coasters. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you see us just in general, but the coasters would be cool to have, too. Yeah, and I got Adam's finished, too. I got to get his address and get them mailed to him. I should also send you something. I wrote, I don't think it's finished, but I wrote the intro. Oh, cool. To, uh, my, I don't know, what article or whatever, what column? Oh, yeah. yeah. That I'm going to do for his site, so... I can't wait to read it. Please yeah, do something. I'll, I'll send it to you. So, well, hopefully I'll be up there soon. I, you let me know. I don't win. I'm, mm. I think we're here for the foreseeable future. So, no yeah. trips, I mean. Well, with summer coming up, I imagine the kids will want to, they're bugging me about going up there. So, mm-hmm. um, we might go up there and do like a, whatever that kid place is. So anyway, cool. I'll let you know. <clears throat> Jacob sucks for not getting on. Well, I'll he sucks so just in general. <laughs> uh, and Elizabeth has just all, but she's just vanished. Like She's a graduate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's got no time for us anymore. So Yeah. All right. Well, tell Katie I said, hey. I and, will. Uh, I'm glad we did this. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. If this shows in the Star Wars one, if it's our if it's our podcast, uh, I'm glad we got together. <laughs> Hi, Marie. I might just put it up on both of them. That sounds good. I'm in. Um, I have fun stories for you to do this. We have we need definitely need a follow up because I have questions for you, and I also have to tell you how I'm sending my kid to Rushmore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. It's very funny, but I definitely walked out and went. I'm literally sending my kid to Rushmore. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you moved into Wes Anderson's neighborhood, so it's uh, yep. And then he then he went to kindergarten to do his pretest, and uh, he got a perfect score. And they were like, um, "We'll keep up with him." <laughs> and they were they were definitely like, "There's no like we have to do our our way," and he's gonna have to kind of sit tight with us. And I'm like, "Well, that sucks. That's not good." He's, so he's a, he is a very max. Kind yeah. of. But yeah. he's also like got the goods, and so it's that's yeah. the that's the intimidating part. So, um, yeah. So anyway, we found a different place, and I'll tell you all about it. But it's Do got a crest. You remember when y'all were uh, not? I don't want to say worried. Yeah, but... I do. Yeah, I bring it up all the time. Yeah. Every time I write the check. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you asking me at one point because like he wasn't. As verbal, I guess, as y'all she thought. She got in my head, be. man. She got in my head. And I was just like, you have the smartest child I've ever seen. <laughs> They're here. I can hear them. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a better tomorrow. <laughs>